This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. All right, welcome, welcome, my good friends, everyone here, everyone abroad, everyone on Torah Anytime. This is our last class before Pesach, so we have to digest, digest together and prepare together and get excited together about Pesach, Passover, the Yom Tov, the holiday, the awesome time that is coming. Hashem should bless us that it should come and be a wonderful, amazing experience. What should we, uh, what should we do with Pesach? You know, there's so much that goes into it. There's so much pre- preparation that goes into it. So much physical preparation. And then you come to these eight days, and of course what we're saying applies to all the eight days, but there's that supreme focus there on those first two nights, the Leil HaSeder, those Pesach Sidorim, those meals that have so many traditions built into them and so many mitzvahs built into them. And we want to touch upon what we want to feel and experience what should this touch in our heart? And what gift is this holiday meant to give us? And it's very important that before we, we enter and even begin to discuss the specifics, that every one of us should know, walking in to Pesach, that Pesach in general, and that night when you sit at your Seder and you start to make your way through that Haggadah and do that which it says to do, that that night is spectacular and it is literally magical. It is a magical night in a spiritual way. When you show up there that night, you need to understand we are walking into a night that is not like any other night in the world. Doesn't that sound like a question we ask? Why is this night different from all other nights? And we always view that question as like the question of a child. But the truth is, that question is coming from a deep insight. Every word in the Haggadah has simple meaning and has very, very deep meaning. And what that question is meant to tell every one of us is, Ma neshtana halayla Wake up, dear Jews. There is something different about this night than every other night in the year. 364 nights of the year are nights. And one of them is magical. And that is that night of the Seder. And we enter it, and we come to it to relive and to re-experience as individuals, as a family, as a community. But even a Jew alone on a desert island comes alone to relive and re-experience what freedom means, what an exodus means, what it means that Hashem barges into Egypt and yanks us out before we can be extinguished. Where we come to rekindle connection with Hashem, 
faith in Hashem and His capability. And of course, the deepest, the deepest love for Hashem. That's what we enter that night to do. And we enter that night because that night was built to be able to do this. Maharal says it's a well-known custom that Jewish men, married men, or the head of the household, the one running the Seder, will wear a white kittel, a white robe over their clothing throughout the Seder. And the Maharal said the reason why is because when that night begins, when Pesach begins and you're sitting there at that table, you are like the Kohen going into the Holy of Holies on Yom Kippur. The sanctity of that moment, the sanctity and the holiness that Hashem is going to infuse into every one of our homes on that night. We are coming to relive an experience and Hashem is showering and pouring that experience right into our home. Like the Zayr describes words that would make you cry. That Hashem calls all His angels together and He says, Go listen to my Jewish people reading the Haggadah. Go listen to them remembering what I did to them. Witness this. And the angels come and they listen. They're going to be there in your house. They're going to be there in my house. And they're going to be listening to us. And then they go running up to heaven and they say, There is nobody on earth like the Jewish people that delight in their creator and the relationship that they have together. The night is awesome. And we remember. We sit there and we remember in a visceral way in the depth of our soul, in a way that's not just reading a book, but it's reading what is actually written on your own heart. And you remember that we were nothing, and we were broken, and we were lost, and we were stuck, and we were lowly, and we were confused. And we were disconnected. And we were slaves. And Hashem came. And Hashem smashed through every single wall that stood in between us and Him. And Hashem smashed every chain that bound every single Jew into that exile and into that spiritual filth and into that physical bondage. And Hashem Himself came and shattered every idol 
and wiped us clean from all confusion and demonstrated one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten mind-blowing displays who he is so that his children should be able to witness that. And through that, pull themselves out of the mud that they were stuck in and rediscover who they are. And then Hashem walked us out. And He walked us out forward to our Sinai. And Pesach night, every one of us wants to remember that in the depth of our being. Remember it and relive it and re-experience it. Like the Haggadah says. And I mean internally. I don't mean the play, the performance at your Seder, whether you're going to throw frogs or not throw frogs. That's up to you, whatever you think works best for you. But inside... To imagine that scene happening. And then to remember what our Holy Swarim tell us, which is it's not once that this happened, but that Pesach this year, 2022, we sitting at our Seder, we are also in prison. We also have things that constrict us and choke us and hold us back. Sometimes it's physical suffering. Sometimes it's world events. Sometimes it's emotional difficulties. Sometimes it's spiritual difficulties. And usually it's all. It's all. Let's face it, folks. We're a mess. (laughs) We are a mess. We are wonderful. We are beautiful. And we're a mess for a whole lot of reasons. And we are definitely in prison. And we're in America, and it's the land of freedom, and yeah. But you're not free from social pressure. You're not free from media. You're not free from your own urges. You're not free from distraction. You're not free from aggravation. You're not free from distance, confusion, and disconnection. Now that we're not free of. Not at all. And no democracy can give that to us. Because that's internal, and that's deep, and that's real, and that's real freedom. And that's freedom we have to fight for. But that's also freedom that we need help to attain. And that's where Hashem comes in. And that's why the birth of our nation was being pulled out by Hashem because we will always need Hashem to help us. And on Pesach, we need to remember that we always have Hashem to help us. And we relive it and we re-experience it, but we realize the night is magical and it's happening now. We're sitting there at the Seder and it's happening now. Hashem pulled us out and Hashem is pulling us out. And you got to recognize that everything you do during that night, every mitzvah that's there, 
is there to re-experience and there to spiritually channel down into that room this awesomeness. Why do I got to dip the vegetable in the salt water? No, 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 do not miss that. (laughs) You do not realize what's going on there. It is deep, it is deeper, it is deeper than we can even describe in this. It's deeper than we can even understand. And there's a thousand layers of meaning to it. And I cannot recommend enough taking the time to explore some of that so that you can taste some of the sweetness of knowing what's going on, but at the same time to recognize it's so huge. It's bigger than anything we can imagine. And it's happening if we do it. And when we sit there, it's happening. Chassam Soifer. Listen to this, my friends. You've got to recognize where you are that night so that you live it for all it's worth. The Chassam Soifer said, I have a question on the Haggadah. The Haggadah starts by saying, anyone who's hungry, let them come and eat. Somebody says, wait one second, this makes no sense. What if people actually hear my invitation? What am I going to do if every guy who's hungry actually shows up at my house? (laughs) I can't fit everyone. I can't feed everyone. So what type of crazy invitation is that? Unless you mean I don't mean it. But then it's definitely horrible. Some say, for what? how could we invite everyone who's hungry to come if we don't have room and we don't have food? And the Chassam Sefer says something incredible, my friends. He says, you got to remember what we know happened in Yerushalayim, in Jerusalem, and in the Beis HaMikdash, in the Temple. That we're told that as many people tried to pack into Yerushalayim when they came to the holidays, everyone wanted to go up. As many people as came, Yerushalayim expanded. A miracle happened. It expanded to fit everyone. And anyone who wanted to get in the base of Mikdash, we know that they were crammed in, but when they needed to bow, they had ample room to bow. The space expanded miraculously to contain Anyone who wanted to be there. It was so holy that a miracle would just happen like that. He says, And the lechem upon him, the bread that was baked in the temple, no matter who and how many it needed to go to, there was always enough. It was miraculous. It would expand. The holiness would give such a life force that anything was possible. Says the Chassam Soifer, the holiness at the night of your Pesach Seder, when you are sitting there with your little Haggadah, and your holy, holy matzahs, the atmosphere and the holiness of that space is like Jerusalem, and the temple is Jerusalem and the Beis HaMikdash. And you can say, anyone who wants, let them come. Because no matter how many people would come into your house that night, they would fit. Your house would expand. And no matter how many people will come and eat, you can feed them. Because you will see the miracles of the Beis HaMikdash happen in your home that night. So the Chazam Soifer says, 
want to read you words from the Shloh, the Holy Shloh. What we want, what we recognize the holiness, and what we want to experience and capture, to think about the story, relive the story, emotionally experience what Hashem is doing for us. Because that is the goal, my friends. The goal is to live it with heart. I once said to somebody, as an example, to try and paint this picture, I said it about tefillah, davening, and I think in a certain way it's true about everything. I said, we want to take time to daven and read the words. I said, but you know what? If you take time and you read the words, and even if you know what the words mean, you read them in English, they can still feel pretty meaningless. Because the goal is not to read the words of davening like you read a book. It's to read it like you read poetry. With your heart and your soul to immerse yourself in those words, to immerse yourself in that conversation with Hashem, to immerse yourself in the relationship with Hashem, in the contact, in the realness of it. That's what we're looking for in Domini. My friends, that's what we're looking for in every Jewish experience. The night of the Seder, when you come there, you want to live it like you're living poetry. To put yourself in as much as you're able. Listen to the, what the Shloss says. Beautiful words here. After davening, listen to his description. You come home from Shul, Pesach night. And this man and his wife, they act now the Pesach night as they get ready for the Seder like a king and a queen. And the children are like princes and princesses. And they put out gold and silver and whatever beautiful things that Hashem has blessed them with. And why? Why is he all of a sudden a king and she's a queen and everyone's princes and princesses and everything's so beautiful? All of it is laharis lakol, is to display for everyone and for ourselves. Simchas liboy, the joy in our heart. Over the kindness that Hashem has displayed for us. That He took us out. That He chose us and He busted us out of prison. like our beloved that He is, with the profound love for us that He has. And He displayed that for us. Listen to these words, it's a fire, my friends. And the holiness of this night, and all the things we do this night, who can do show rabo bimeoid, it is 
unbelievably holy, he says. Ki oz. Because this night, this holiday, this moment, bochar bonu Hashem yisbarach mikolo amen v'kidishonu b'mitzvah yisrael. Hashem chose us from everyone in the world and sanctified us with His commandments. The beginning of our relationship with Hashem as a nation begins on the night of Pesach begins in the Pesach story, reliving and re-experiencing Hashem choosing us in Egypt and Hashem choosing us again every year and coming to take us out. I think of it, this, this, this parable occurred to me just today. I don't know, it feels right to me. I'm saying it as a maybe. The feeling here and the love and the expression. Hashem, you chose us and this is the moment and you came and you busted us out and you broke the bars of prison to escort us to freedom, to a new relationship with you. It's, it's everything. It's, it's, it's so much joy, so much happiness, so much holiness. This is the moment. And in a certain sense, I feel like there's a highlight to Pesach with that feeling. I don't want to say you don't have it by Shavuos. Shavuos is very, very lofty in its own way. It really is. When we got to our Sinai, we got the Torah. And that's obviously when we committed formally. But I was wondering if there isn't a certain romance to Pesach that is in a certain way greater than even Shavuos. How could that be? How could it be if Hashem took us out only to get us to Sinai? Maybe a mushal, a parable is that first date always has something special to it. There's something special to that first meeting, to that first time that two people fall in love to that first moment that they begin to choose each other. That yes, later at the wedding it becomes formalized and now it's official and that's monumental and you remember your anniversary always. But there is something magical when you remember those first moments. That beginning of everything. Pesach is that first moment. That was our first date with Hashem. We got married at Har Sinai, but He chose us as the people that would marry. He chose us as the people that He would not let go of. He chose us as the people that He was going to sanctify, even if that means carving out a tunnel out of spiritual filth to get us there. That he chose on Pesach. So you got to appreciate the night, the experience. And my friends, when we show up on the night of the Seder, remember 
remember the warning of the Rebbe Rebbe Shmelka. The Rebbe Rebbe Shmelka once had a poor person come to his house and he needed money. The Rebbe Shmelka of Nikolsburg didn't have anything. He looked around the house and he found there were some pearls sewn onto something. So he cut them off, a few pearls, and he gave it to the poor person and the poor person started leaving. And then his wife arrived at home. So the Rebbe Shmelka told her, a poor person was just here and I gave him these pearls that were a design on this. And his wife said, oh, you should know those are real pearls. Those are not, that's not costume. Pearls are not fake. Those are real. They're real? He went chasing after the poor person. And he said, my friend, dear friend, those are real pearls. Don't sell them cheap. Don't sell them for cheap. Don't confuse them with fake. They are real. Make sure you get the value out of them. Make sure you recognize what they're worth. The Rebbe Shmelka said this regarding Shabbos and it applies to Pesach as well. My friends, the Seder night and a holiday and Pesach, these are real pearls. These are real moments. These are life-changing moments. When Hashem opens doors for us, when Hashem showers love on us, when Hashem wakes up our soul for us. When Hashem takes us out of our own Egypt and our own confusion, our own small-mindedness, and our own inability to see the big picture and see the beauty and see where we can go, and instead we're sitting there working the grindstone like a slave, and all we could think about is surviving the day. And we're in Egypt, maybe we were born in Egypt, just like all of them were. And all we know is making those bricks. Just make another brick. Just keep on going. Nose to the grindstone. And we have no idea. We don't even know that there's a Harsinai out there. The Jews in Egypt, they didn't even know. There was something called go get the Torah and transform your life and become free, become nobility, Become a mamleches kehanim, become holy, become sanctified, become happy, become joyous. We didn't even know that was possible. Just make another brick, man. Just make another brick. And we get lost in that same small-mindedness. And we get locked with the same blinders on. And we too are shuttered in our own prison, we just make another brick. Just keep going. Just post another thing on Instagram. Just get those texts out. Answer the boss. Juggle this. We've lost. So often we lose sight. Where's that mountaintop? Where's that beauty? Where's that Hashem? Where's the love of my life? Where's the magic? Hashem is going to come and He's going to open it up for us. Don't sell it cheap, my friends. Don't sell it cheap. Show up and get into it. Read your Haggadah. Sit on the words. 
play it out in your mind, in your imagination. See yourself in the Holy of Holies. See the angels packing your house to listen to you. See Hashem embracing you, hugging you, coming to free you. Taste freedom that night, my friends. Because the doors are being swung wide open. A parable occurred to me. Imagining the story, trying to experience it, trying to feel the significance of this story if it will be real to me. So Hashem came. He came into Egypt. He said, Paro, let go of the Jews or I'm going to smash you to smithereens. And then He plucked us up and He took us and every year He's going to do it again. Okay. I'm trying to, you know, want to make that real. You want that to sink in. You want that to be in your bones. You want to feel it. And I thought of a, 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 a parable. For those of you who know who Reb Chaim Kanievsky was, just recently passed away, a world leader, gadol, giant, tzaddik, unbelievable, unbelievable person, righteous individual that just passed away, you could put in any character in your, into your mind. He's on my mind. He's the one I'm using. Rabbi Chaim Kanievsky was the focus of all Jews anywhere in the world. He was the address for every Jew everywhere in the world. He only just passed away right after Purim. His house was packed every single day. Hundreds and hundreds of people going in to see him. Chaim, the prince of Torah, the angel, I said, imagine for a second, my friends. Come with me. Imagine for a second. There's a huge buzz because Reb Chaim, who sits all day usually just learning, 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 he went to the airport in Israel and he got on a plane. And there's hundreds of people swarming around the following. Where are you going? Where are you going? Rabbeinu, where are you going? And he gets on a plane and the plane is bound for Memphis. Rabbeinu, Rabbeinu, Rabbi, where are you going? The plane flies, lands in Memphis. All of Memphis comes out to greet him. Rabbeinu, Rabbeinu, why are you here? What are you doing? I mean, it's crazy. Not everyone, we would pay all the money in the world to, to anybody would for you to show up and here you are in Memphis. Rabbi, what are you doing here? You're the giant of the world. You're the holiest man we know. What are you doing in Memphis? And he gets in a car drives to your house and you're inside maybe you're in pajamas and all of a sudden there's a commotion outside hundreds of people following Reb Kamenevsky coming to your door and Reb Chaim knocks on your door oh you go scrambling you're running you're swinging through the hallways you dive for the front door you open up Rav Rebbe, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? It 
just puts his hand out and he says, Naftali, Dabchmol Sora, Rivka, Rocha, whatever our names are. This is Naftali. I just came to see, how are you doing? What what did you say? That I, I just came to see you. How how are you doing, Naftali? How you doing, Rav? You came, you flew from Eretz Yisrael to come see how I'm doing. What what do you mean? He says, Naftali, you have, you have no idea. I've been following you for a long time. You have no idea how significant you are. You have no idea what you mean to me and to the Jewish people. You are incredibly significant. I've been watching you. I've been getting reports about you. And I had to come see, how are you doing? Is there any way I can help you? Tell me anything because you have no idea what you mean. You have no idea what you mean to me and to the world. Your head is swimming, oh my goodness. I don't even understand what you're saying. What do you mean me? I'm, I'm significant, I'm a nobody. He's like, no, you don't know. No. Uh, do I need help? I don't, I, I don't I can't believe this. I've never heard this before. You came all the way here just to check on me. You don't know. And you talk and you schmooze with him. And he gives you tips and he tells you how to be a good Jew. And he gives you some advice. And he gives you a book he wrote, especially for you, to help you become everything you can be. And after you meet with him for an hour, he gives you a huge hug. He says, okay, my sweetest friend, you have no idea how holy you are, you have no idea how great you are. I'm so glad I came to check on you, I'm so glad I can help. We're going to be in touch and continue to be incredible. And with that, he marches out of the house and he flies back to Israel. You are, your head is swirling. You will never, ever, ever in your entire life forget that moment. You will never forget that Reb Chaim Kanievsky came to check on you because he said you are significant. And guess what? The next time you have a bracha to make, you need to make a blessing. That vision that Reb Chaim showed up in your house and said, you matter, comes rushing into your head and you say, whoa, this blessing must matter. Reb Chaim came to check up on me. Reb Chaim came to help me. And you make that blessing with all you've got. And the next morning, you get ready to, to daven chakras, put on your tefillin, and, light, and then light your Shabbos candles, and do an act of kindness. And all of the mitzvahs we come to do, after that visit, you do them on a whole nother level, because Reb Chaim visited me. Reb Chaim came to check up on me. Reb Chaim said I matter. Chaim stopped his life to help me. And you grab your kids together and you say, 
Boys, you're not going to understand what happened. Let me tell you. And every single year, you gather them together again, and you say, it was on this day that Reb Chaim came to the house. This is where he sat. This is the cup he drank from. This is what he said to me. This is the book he gave me. And every year you gather your children and every year you tell them. And then when you have grandchildren, you tell your grandchildren and you tell your neighbors and you tell everyone you see. There is nobody you ever meet for the rest of your life that you do not tell this story to. Because it changes the way you live, breathe, eat, sleep, pray, study everything. Well, Reb Chaim didn't show up at your door. Reb Chaim didn't knock. Someone much greater than Reb Chaim is coming to knock at your door. He knocked at our door many, many years ago when we were in Egypt. And he is going to knock on your door again in a very short time. It's not Reb Chaim. It's Hashem Himself. In all of His glory. He's going to knock on our door. And we're going to go rushing in our pajamas and we're going to open up. What are you doing here? And Hashem pulled us out of Egypt and we were sitting there. We were like, what are we? And Hashem said, how are you doing? How are you doing, my holy Jews? And we said, why are you here? Why are you asking? Hashem said, oh, you have no idea how much you matter. You have no idea how significant you are to me and to the world. You have no idea. I had to come check on you. And how can I help you? Oh, Egypt is stopping you. Pharaoh is holding you back. I'm going to take care of that for you. Why? Because you have no idea what you mean. That's why I'm here. And I'm going to give you my book. The book is called The Torah. It's a book I wrote for you. So that you can become all you can be. Why? Because... You have no idea how significant you are to me and to the world. And Hashem did that back in Egypt. And then every year Hashem comes and He does it again. He's going to knock on your door and He's going to come in and He's going to say, how are you doing? And He's going to say, do you have any new pharaohs in your life? Is there anything else that's holding you back now? And you'll say, yeah, I have a cold heart. I have a lot of pain, I have a lot of distraction, I'm lonely, I have this problem, this difficulty, I try to connect, it doesn't work. But are you really checking up on me? And Hashem is going to say, yeah, yeah, I really am. Because you matter that much. You matter that much to me and to the world. What do you need me to free you from tonight? Do you know what you do when Hashem pays that visit? Do you know what you do when you remember that Hashem paid us that visit? You gather your children and you gather your family and you gather every person you know and you sit them down and you say, you're not going to believe what happened. 
You are not going to believe who came knocking on my door. And you tell them the whole story. You tell them this is where they sat. This is the cup they drank from and this is what they said. And that is exactly what we do. Pesach night. We gather everyone and we sit down and we say, let me tell you who came knocking on that door. Let me tell you what we experienced in Egypt and what we will experience every single year. That Hashem comes knocking. Like we say, the stunning words of Shira Shirim. Kol doidi doifek. Pesach night, you got to hear this, my friends. There's a tremendous custom to read Shira Shirim, Song of Songs, after the Seder, because this is what it is. Kol doidi doifek. The knocking. The sound of my beloved is knocking on the door. Pischili, and he calls out. Hashem calls out to me. And he calls out to every one of us on Pesach. Pischili. Open up for me. Open up the door. I came to check on you. I came to choose you. I came to date you. I came to walk out with you. I came to help you. You have no idea what you mean to me. Pischili, open up for me. Achoisi. My sister, Rayosi. My love, Yoinosi. My dove, Tamosi. My perfection. Kodoidi doifek. The sound of the love of my life knocking, pischili, open up for me, open up for me. And on the night of the Seder, every one of us has a choice to make and to experience just like we did the first time. Like we say in Jerusalem, Hashem, I will chase after you. Just like at the time of the Exodus, Hashem said, will you follow me into the desert? Will you hold my hand and walk out of here with me? And we were staggered that Hashem is choosing us. And we were staggered by the significance Hashem gave us. And we are staggered by the fact that Hashem is freeing us. And that Hashem cares enough to free us. And we recognize this is the moment. This is the one we love. This is who we will chase to the end of the earth. We said, Hashem, where you go, we go. If you come to knock on my door, if I mean that much to you, then you mean that much to me. And we ran out of there to follow Hashem and to go build a life together. And on Pesach night, the knocking happens The doors open again. And Hashem beckons us, follow me out of Egypt. Follow me out of this place to become something so much more. More than you can imagine. More than you recognize because you, you've been so locked up. But follow me to someplace new and unbelievable to the Holy of Holies, to Jerusalem, to the Temple, to a place that's magical, spectacular, bliss, connection. And we choose, 
with unbelievable faith, conviction, and love. We choose again what we chose then. Hold that door open, Hashem, because I am running after you. My sister told me that she spent a Pesach Seder with my great uncle, Rabbi Dr. Abraham J. Tversky. She said it was an unbelievable Seder. It was so, so amazing. But what stuck out in her mind was that after they finished, you can imagine, it's late at night, after they finished the whole thing, my great uncle pulled out Shir Hashirim, Song of Songs, the story, the love story of Hashem and the Jewish people. After the Seder night with our hearts rekindled, with the bonds broken and freedom granted, he pulled out the Shir Hashirim. And he began to read. And she remembers him sitting there at the table alone, reading it, crying and crying. Crying. My friends, let's not set up our homes and our lives in Egypt. Let us not call exile home. Let us not stop our lives from growing beyond this point. Let us not do the ultimate tragedy which is to look at our prison cell and put up a sign that says, Home sweet home. Don't rob yourself of what Hashem wants to give you. Maybe we did put up those signs. On Pesach, let's take them down. Tear down the home sweet home. Get rid of the lazy boy recliner chair that's in the prison cell and say, no, it can be more, it can be unbelievable, it can be real. My davening, my learning, my mitzvahs, my connection, my feeling, who knows where this could go? Open the doors, Hashem, open the door for me, I'm waiting for it, and then Hashem opens the door and you can run out. And I want you to know something unbelievable, by the way, there's nobody, nobody that can't turn their life around through the Pesach experience. That cannot end up reading Shira Shirim, weeping with absolute love for Hashem. It's not, there's nobody. Pesach night. A very famous event happened on Pesach, which is that Yitzchak gave the blessings to Yaakov. You remember that story? The blessings that Yaakov got, the Jewish people got, they got on Pesach, Yitzhak gave it. And the Chedush Rim says something unbelievable about those blessings. If you remember, Yaakov got them by dressing up in Esau's clothing. And says the Chedush Rim, the reason why 
is because that way, what Hashem was causing to go into effect is that those blessings can reach every Jew, even the Jew that's wearing Esau's clothing. Even the Jew that has so covered themselves in wickedness, so locked themselves off, so become so lost, those blessings can reach that Jew. And it's no coincidence that that happens on Pesach. Because on Pesach, every one of us, no matter who we are, even if we're wearing Esau's clothing, and we're in the cell with Esau, those doors open, we could get rid of that coat, we could get rid of that cell, we could walk out into a new future. And Mibzimai Zilberberg says, one line, and I'd like to embellish upon it. Why do we drink wine at the Pesach Seder? He said, because nichnas yayin yotzasoid, there's a rule, chazal, our sages tell us. When the wine goes in, the secrets come out. Obviously, that can mean simply that a guy gets drunk, they say secrets. But of course it has depth to it. No. When we drink those cups of wine, which are to celebrate the salvation of Hashem, it goes so deep inside of us that the part of ourselves that is a soid, is a secret, is buried, that maybe we ourselves don't even know is still there, comes out and emerges. And a part of ourselves wakes up and goes out into freedom that we never knew was possible. I wonder, I don't know, but I did think it interesting that there are five parts of our soul. Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama, Chai, Yechida. There are five parts of our soul. And there are five cups of wine. Pesach night. There are the four cups and then there's one last one. That's the cup of Eliyohan of Elijah the prophet. And perhaps each cup is there to reveal another secret, another part of our soul that has become lost. Each cup redeems another aspect. Four of them get redeemed, and the fifth one is the cup of Eliyahu Novi. That's the fifth cup of the final redemption. Because if we can reveal all five parts of our soul, if we can reconnect with all parts of our holiness, if we can rebound with Hashem in all facets of our being, that will be the final redemption. That will bring Eliyahu Novi and Mashiach. This is the glory of the holiday. This is the glory of Pesach. This is what we want to experience. I want, though, to tell a cautionary tale of inspiration before we shall arrive at this momentous occasion and perhaps get disappointed. Everything we said today is real. 
Take it to the bank. You can bet your soul on what we're saying. We didn't make this up. All the Kabbalists, all the holy books, all the Hasidic Shalom, they tell us this is true. This is happening. But what happens if we show up and we come to it and we live through Pesach and it doesn't feel all that glorious? And it doesn't feel like new avenues have opened up and now we're free to run into Hashem's embrace and change the way we live. And we don't walk out feeling all that significant. What happened? So my brother once witnessed something in Brooklyn, in the yeshiva he was learning in. They were doing construction. And after they did construction, in one area... One random day, a tree that was some distance away, a massive tree, suddenly, without seemingly any cause, toppled over. It was huge, and it came smashing to the ground. And the question was, how did this huge tree go down? There was no no heavy winds, nobody crashed into it, no one was doing construction near it. What took this tree down? And they discovered that this tree had deep root systems and that those roots ran all the way to where they were doing construction. And when they did construction, they cut the roots. Once they cut the roots, it was just a matter of time before that tree went down. My friends, that is what happens over a holiday. You may not see the tree go down. You may not see the evil inclination collapse in front of your eyes. You may not witness the prison crumbling and yourself dancing into a new reality. You may not see that openly. But know that as you sit there that night attempting to live it, as you sit there over Pesach doing the mitzvahs, know that the roots are being cut. And it's just a matter of time before you will be able to see those changes. Maybe two months later, you're going to try and be a better Jew, and it's going to work. Maybe two months later, you're going to read a part of davening, and all of a sudden you're going to get emotional about it. Like as if you care about Hashem. Maybe two months later, something's going to go wrong, and you're not going to be phased because you're going to know that Hashem runs the world. And you'll never realize that that happened because of Pesach. You won't see that. But that's because the roots get cut and the holiness gets planted on these moments. And know that and celebrate that. And even if it doesn't look as dramatic as we're saying, it is. And you will see it. When the doors open, my friends, we have one holy choice to make, and I hope every one of us makes it. When that door swings open, run. Run out to freedom. Freedom is a choice. Hashem can cut all the binds. 
But we are the ones that have to run with it. Pesach, those gates open. Pesach, Hashem comes knocking. Pesach, Hashem tells us how much He cares about us. Pesach, Hashem grants us freedom and we have a chance to have a magical night. A night that will change our life. May every one of us taste that experience. May we rejoice in it. May we connect with it deeply and rebound ourselves so deeply to Hashem. May this be the beginning of a magnificent new future between us and Hashem. This Pesach, may we all run to freedom and into an unbelievable relationship with Hashem that brings us to the Geula Shalema, the final redemption, Bimheira V'yameinu, Amen. Everyone should have an incredible and inspiring Pesach. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.